Hello everyone, Raymond Moore here, and you're listening to the Real Men Wear Kilts podcast. How's everybody doing out there? Uh, today, kind of an interesting show that we got going today. Uh, we had our Houston, Greater Houston, Texas get-together last night, and so that's why my voice is probably a little bit hoarse and everything. Had to do a lot of loud speaking and talking and yelling and you know, just a lot of shenanigans that we we're going on at Moe's Irish Pub in Vintage Park, Texas. Got to check it out, folks. Great place to go hang out. Um, we had a lot of fun. And uh, we had Shane Stark and his family come in and stay with uh, Miss Cynthia and I. And had a lot of fun even after the, the get-together and stuff. So this show, I'm going to kind of... Uh, we're interviewing Shane and having some fun there. And then Shane really graced us with a great song uh, in the middle of the night while we were still drinking whiskey and stuff. And, uh, and then uh, a little bit of peace actually from the, the party itself. So you can hear everybody in the background and, and everything. Just kind of let you guys hear what you missed out on if you live in the area and you didn't come on out now i do understand it was on the cold side last night and people are afraid of the ice and build up and, and everything here in texas if it snows and rain you know if it snows and gets icy and it's just we're we're down and out we don't do anything and so it's uh yeah kind of grounded but so i know a number of people probably didn't come because of that which is okay but we are going to try to do another one and or many more actually uh, maybe try different venues too, but we really liked Moe's there. It was a great venue. The people were awesome to us. The the wait staff was totally spot on. The manager uh, talked to us on the way out, and uh, he was super happy to have us come and and do our kilted get together and and everything. So they were just they they were super hosts, and so I I really encourage Moe's uh, encourage you to go check out Moe's Irish Pub there in uh, Vintage Park area and that's kind of I think it's spring kind of tomball spring right there on the border and, and, and everything but check it out really good place a lot of fun good crowds and, and things so but uh, along with that we have got a great interview with from uh, Andrew and Sarah Lyon and what they did is they interviewed one of our members uh, his name I, I forget his actual name but he goes by the Iron Kilt and he is kind of like a, uh, a one of these superhero types that uh, go around helping people and everything. And so he's got a big heart and uh, really helps the homeless there in the Philadelphia area. So this is a good interview on the long side, but a lot of great information. And not every day do you get to meet a superhero that's actually doing it on the streets. And this guy is. So it's going to be a, a, a fun time. So, and we got some, again, I got, we got some music, Shane, uh, singing, Simple Kind of Man, and let's see what else we can dig up music-wise, but a lot of fun. So, continue listening on. I want to thank you so much for taking time to listen to the show and downloading the show, and uh, this is going to be a good one, kind of different. So, we'll see you in a bit.
Have you dusted your nuts today? We hope that you didn't use talc, the harmful effects of which are all out in the open for the world to see. It's time to take a stand for your manhood and adopt Nut Dust, an all-natural, completely talc-free powder for men that leaves the modern man feeling silky smooth below the belt. Pour, spread and apply to eliminate tacky ball sweat, leaving your boys dry and odour-free all day. Nut Dust. Place your order today. Hey folks, Ray Moore here. How's everybody doing? You are listening to Real Men Wear Kilts, the podcast. Today, we've got a very interesting guest, Shane Stark. Shane's one of our moderators, and uh, he happened to pop in last night, and we were we invited him to come stay over at the place, and uh, we had our big uh, kilted get-together at Moe's Irish Pub, and a lot of fun, a lot of things, but uh, we later came over and... Uh, came to our house and him and Jessica and Dylan all hanging out together drinking whiskey and having fun and in fact check out the 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 video that we did last night of Shane playing his guitar what were you playing uh that was uh, simple man simple man by uh Lim Skinner. Lim Skinner yeah that was a good job man yeah. good job hey do me a favor tell everybody about yourself uh well Shane Stark I'm uh I live here in Hancomer Texas been uh, there going on, I guess, right at about 10 years now. Uh, there's more cows than people. No, it's a, it's a good place. I'm a lab technician uh, for natural gas fractionation plant. Love fishing, playing guitar, doing woodworking, and especially wearing kilts. Mm -hmm. Really enjoying that. So how long have you been wearing kilts? The first time I wore a kilt was uh, at this last Renaissance Festival for the Highlander Weekend. The one that I missed you guys. So you're new. You know, yeah. Yeah, I'm wow. A I'm a newbie. Yeah, so you're pretty hardcore already. Haven't yeah. You? How many kilts you got? Uh, four going on five right now. I got one in order. So yeah. Hopefully it should be coming here soon. Cool, cool. Do you have any favorite kilts or anything like that? Well, the the first one was a McKenzie weathered, and I liked it. I enjoyed it, but it, it started falling apart after like the second or third wearing. Oh, really? really? Yeah, it was bad. It was it was a, a cheap eBay kilt, mm -hmm. and then. Um, the second one I actually bought from Damien, and that was a UT kilt, uh, mm -hmm. a brown watch, because I knew that I wanted to get one uh, because of the group. And uh, so that one, either it's it's either the brown watch from UT kilts or my Anderson that I ordered from a Scottish kilt shop. And that's yeah. Anderson. Yeah, that's what you wore last night to yeah. the to Moe's Irish Pub. Yeah, right. that's a nice kilt. I like that tartan. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, it looked nice really one. good. You were really styling and rocking out the kilt that day, or that last night. Yeah, last night. Yeah. yeah. Folks, yeah, we're fun. we're waking up after a bunch of whiskey last night and stuff, and so yeah, it's ten thirty in the morning. Yeah, I was I was forgetting lyrics to songs that I knew for years. <laughs> and yeah, it was fun. So, what'd you think about last night? Oh, it was good. I kind of went into it only knowing you and Cynthia, and you know, I came out of it. You know, I, I met Kevin, uh, uh, Travis, mm -hmm. Joe. Uh, David, I mean, it was, and Max, uh, Max even gave my son a, a, a hat, and I, forgive me for not knowing what the name of it Balmoral. is. Balmoral. Uh, yeah. So he was, he was super stoked about that. I mean, it was, it was fun. It was just, uh, you didn't feel like you were a stranger. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing what the power of the kilt, you know, can actually bring a whole group of strangers together and, you know, you just get together and discuss things and hang out and talk and just like your old friends yeah it is it's pretty amazing now we had a, we had a good time last night it was a lot of fun i think we had something like 20 23 people show up uh so 
a good turning out, you know, of people. Just a lot of fun and everybody chatting and talking and getting to know each other and kilt talk and Scottish Games talk. So we also had, uh, I'm a member of the uh, Houston Highland Games Association, and so we had some folks from Houston Highland Games also there hanging out with us as well. But Moe's was a great venue. They gave us a big old huge long table and you know yeah. kept the beer flowing and wait staff was on point they yeah they're very yeah. attentive i mean yeah. didn't really need for anything may may good. make that kind of a regular place for kilted get-togethers or something so what is it you do in in real life you work with natural gas or something yeah i'm a lab technician it's yeah. uh in gas chromatography and whatnot i just maintain all of our machines and make sure they're running properly uh, mm-hmm. it's more often than not i'm Trying to find a place to take a nap. So, <laughs> but it's fun. So, besides that, you're now you're also a mod with our group. Mm-hmm. Tell us about being a mod. Oh, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting. There's uh, there's quite a few good pe- people and interesting people in our group. That's for certain. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how much work it would be, but uh, no, it's it's really fulfilling. I, I do enjoy it. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. And we yeah, you get to meet a lot of interesting people. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, and it's amazing how, you know, like I said, the power of the kilt kind of brings everybody together. But it, it can also, you know, you got to regulate the, the ones that 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 don't really want to abide by the rules so much. But uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, and it's amazing how that that you know, a conversation can go left so quickly. You mm-hmm. know, and um, but yeah, it's it's been good. Yeah. I, I like it. Like no, it. it's it's. Have you made any friends or anything? It's interesting because you start well, being a mod, you start getting to know everybody. Oh yeah, and all of a sudden you start developing friendships. Right. And, yeah. And like Absolutely. like uh, us, we never met before, but you came. Oh hey man, you know, hey. It's right. like you already know each other, and right. you know you're not complete strangers. Yeah, and stuff. absolutely. Here's an interesting question I, I ask a lot of times: is often when you wear the kilt, for some reason you gain some sort of superpower. What sort of superpower do you gain when you wear your kilt? Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I don't know. I've always been a really social person. I don't really, you know, uh, I've never been shy. But I, I guess my, my swagger and my, uh, my joie de vivre or whatever <laughs> you want to call it, uh, you know, kind of becomes a whole lot more. And, 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 you know, people, you know, I find that a lot of people approach you a lot more, mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you're you're spoken to, and you're, you know, you're you're seeked out, so to speak, and, and you know, and people come up to you all the time, and they're like, hey man, that's a nice kilt, or hey, you know, uh, I would ask you, but it's kind of rude. What do you got underneath it? Blah blah blah, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, it's it's uh, I, I guess my my outgoing personality, I guess, uh, you know, becomes increases you know, increases quite a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's the same. My confidence, yeah. you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, definitely. You know, and uh, I don't know. I've always kind of had that devil may care, you know, hey, you know, I don't, I don't really care what people think mm-hmm. about it. But, uh, you know, and, and I've never really had any negative experiences other than, you know, friends and coworkers razzing you or whatever, you know, because they think you're wearing a skirt, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, whatever, dude. But then, uh, but then afterwards they're like, hey, man, you know, uh, could you, you know, maybe, I think maybe I might want to get you yeah. one. What do I, you know, so uh-huh. you're, you're starting a trend here, you know, so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. It's really yeah. Cool. No, I, I, I definitely see my kilt, my, uh, my uh, confidence go up, my swagger go up. Um, I, I become very, uh, hate to say, you know, attention whore or something like that. But right. uh, when I'm at, I enjoy going grocery shopping in the kilt. 
because I have so many people stopping me and talking to me. Right. And, you know, everybody's got to tell you their story about Scotland or some ancestor. Right. Or you get asked, do you play bagpipes? I get that one asked a lot. Right. You play bagpipes? Right. Or also the magic one, you know, what's underneath the kill? Right. And I don't know why that question is so prevalent, but yeah. it is. But uh, what's your favorite response to that one? Um, how cold are your hands? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or I'll just, you know, be like, um, boots and socks. Yeah. Generally is, is my, uh, my go-to. My go-to is, uh, well, and I usually, you know, put my hand on my sporn or something. I said, well, balls like these, they just don't fit in pants. Right. And, uh, that usually busts people up and everything. Well, and a buddy of mine, he actually bought me a shirt that says the, uh, it's a kilt and the answer is nothing. Yeah. I so have that shirt too. Sometimes I wear that every once in a while, but mm -hmm. but yeah, I haven't really. Like I said, I haven't had I haven't had any negative ones, but I'd say about ninety percent of the time it's women that are coming up, and, mm -hmm. you know, and saying, you know, oh, that's a, you you know, you're really looking really yeah. good in that kilt or um, kind of a chick magnet. Thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and like man, if you know, if anybody can make it look masculine, that's really good. Yeah. So well, even when Cynthia's with me and we're out shopping, and I'm like in my kilt, I wear my kilt a lot, and. Uh, and so she'll be with me, and she'll have women actually come up to her and mention how good-looking I look in my kilt and all that other stuff and, you know, have her, you know, take pictures of me and them. And, yeah, and I've stuff. had people come up to me and want to, yeah. Yeah, take a picture. Gas stations. Yeah. And, yeah, at the grocery store and whatnot. Yeah, they want to come up and take a picture with you. Yeah. yeah. They always ask me if I'm Scottish, and I was like, ah, wee bit. <laughs> yeah. Any, any advice to the... You're kind of a still a quote-unquote newbie, but you've been you've jumped into the deep end, and you've yeah. really embraced it. And now I would say you're almost a hardcore seasoned kilty. <laughs> what what advice could you give to the newbie? Or what are some of the things since that you, you know... Um, you know, I would just say go for it. And, uh, you know, at first, you know, it's a, it's a new thing, and, and you... You know, you might have a little bit of apprehensions and whatnot, you know, and, and you might feel a little bit of an insecurity about, you know, venturing out and going out in public and, and wearing a kilt and whatnot. But, you know, and I just say kind of just go in there, jump in both feet forward. And, and the more that you wear it, the, the, the more confident you become, the more able, I guess, that you, you, you become to wear your kilt more comfortably. You know, I just say go for it and do it. You know, don't don't let any naysayers, uh, you know, dissuade you from wearing your kilt. Also, <laughs> which I have learned, is research the sites that you're buying your kilts from. That's a big, big, big thing. Mm -hmm. If they making their kilt over in you know Pakistan or uh, you know wherever else, and and you know. Uh, really do your due diligence whenever it comes to ordering a kilt because you want to have something that's good quality that's going to last you and, and, and not to mention the service that you get after you've bought the kilt mm -hmm. because, you know, nine times out of ten, that sucker starts falling apart, you're not going to be able to get a replacement. Yeah. Well, that's something like uh, I'm a very strong supporter of UT Kilts and Bryce there at UT Kilts. His kilts are are made in India or Pakistan or something like that. But his his quality, all my kilts still hold up. I've got kilts from him that are still freaking gosh five years old, mm -hmm. and still looking great. And so they hold up and and they do really well. And then also, if there's something wrong, Bryce will take care of it. I mean, yeah. Chris, you saw Chris ordered a kilt from Bryce, 
and because of where he is and where he wears his kilt so much, he was sweating in it and everything. And the and the um, snaps, uh, metal snaps, got rusted, and oh, really? so he uh, he contacted Bryce about it, and and Bryce said, "Dude, send me some pictures. Let me see it." And Chris sent him pictures, and Bryce sent him all replacement snaps and oh, wow. all that other stuff to to well, make it good. And and so yeah, Bryce really stands behind his work, behind well, the product, good. and. Uh, well, and I guess maybe, you know, me being a newbie, of course, like I said, you know, making things over in Pakistan. But of course, now you te- now that I know now that I know that UT Kilts makes theirs, in Pakistan, you know, like uh, this recent one that I've that I've that I've ordered. You know, I've I've been waiting a little bit over a month and a half, and I tried to maintain contact with these people, and they just uh, blowing you off. Yeah, they've been blowing me off. You know, yeah. and what's the name um, of the company? Kilt Zone. Kilt Zone. So, yeah, so stay away from Kilt Zone. Be aware of Kilt, kilt Zone. Yeah, beware of Kilt Zone because they their customer service is next to nothing. I mean, and and, and I literally, like I was telling you last night, you know, I kind of had to flex on them a little bit yeah. and, and tell them, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a mod for Real Men Wear Kilts. we got 11,000 people and we're growing. And, you know, I'd love to give you a good review, but your customer service is terrible. Mm-hmm. And you have yet to, you know, respond to any of my emails, you know, regarding my kilt. And sure enough, they did. Yeah. They got back to me and, you know, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, we're sorry. You know, your stuff has, you know, was, was back ordered, blah, 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 blah. And so customer service to me is a huge, huge oh, thing. Yeah. Huge, huge thing. Yeah. No, Bryce is excellent customer service. Um, yeah, he's, you can get on there and chat with him. You can. That's awesome. You can call him up and he'll talk to you on the phone. I mean. Well, I know where I'm going to get my yeah. next one then. He's just, That's for he's certain. Really good. Uh, but I have, I ordered this. I actually ordered a, a, a Sporin and some uh, some Sporin Keepers and whatnot from them uh, at UT Kilts. And um, it was like within four or five days it was, yeah. you know, delivered and ready to go. Yeah. Also, folks, if you're listening to this, remember that you can get the Real Men Wear Kilts Tartan, which is the brown watch tartan. And if you use the coupon code Kilt On with Bryce, he'll give you 10% off. So that's a pretty good deal. And he's got, uh, you can get it in a traditional kilt. You can get it in a hybrid. You can get it in utility. You can get it in, he now has wool kilts that are doggone good looking. And uh, in fact, Andrew Lyon, one of our other mods, has one of his wool kilts. And I think he spent something like 130, 150 for his wool kilt. Totally worth it. But uh, check it out at utkilts.com and tell Bryce that you heard it here on Real Men Wear Kilts. So, any last words or anything like that? No, just keep on kilting. Yep. I mean, uh, it's it's like I said, it's it's a uh, it's a really awesome community. Um, I've had excellent experiences with it, and I look forward to you know having even more. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that our, like I said, our gathering last night was was fantastic, and so. If you missed it, you missed out on a really good party. It was a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, you did. It was a lot of fun. We're planning on doing another one. I'm going to look at doing something for St. Patrick's Day. That's uh, one of our moderators' birthday, Andrew. And so we're thinking about maybe doing something there with him. So we're going to work out maybe some details there. But then in April, maybe do another get-together at Moe's Irish Pub. And, uh, you know, come on out. We got the room. They The manager, we talked to the manager for a bit on the way out. Um, that was another reason why we were running late getting back home last night 
is the manager stopped us and wanted to, hey, how was this? How's this? And everything. Mm-hmm. And he was ecstatic that we we came in and and hung out with them and stuff like that. Awesome. So uh, they loved loved being host to us and, and stuff. And anytime we want to do it, just let them know. And they'll. Well, you know, something I did notice there was a couple of guys there that were actually wearing kilts that weren't part of our group. Oh, really? Yeah. You oh. Yeah, they were they were like up there at the bar. No, I didn't. And all notice. that, and I kind of figured, well, maybe they'll, you know, maybe they're just getting something to drink. Or whatever. But no, they were actually there with, you know, their family or whatever, and they were wearing their own kilt. Awesome. But they didn't. Yeah. Oh wow. Or either that, or they were just really shy. Oh. <laughs> but but no, they. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, hey, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing a kilt too. Mm-hmm. The Houston area has got a lot of kilties. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, Silver Star Brewery does a lot of stuff, and a lot of guys shows up in kilts there. I mean, kilts are, are they're they're rare to be seen, but they're not that rare, right? You know, um, so there's a lot of kilts. Well, they're pretty here. rare in Handcomer. <laughs> yeah, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I've spotted other kilties and everything. As soon as you spot one, you go, "Whoa, bro, yeah, how you yeah. doing?" Right. You know, your instant friends. Right. You know. Absolutely. So, but. Other than that, anything else, bro? No, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm about to head over to my brother's house, and we're gonna do some uh, some hamburgers and stuff, and do cool. our little family monthly family gathering. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna have fun. Well, my name's Raymond Moore, Shane Stark, and you've been listening to Real Men Wear Kilts, the podcast. You have a great day. Goodbye. God bless and kilt on. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Raymond Moore here. <laughs> Now we are live at Moe's Irish Pub tonight and we are having a great time. We got about 20 people here, 20 or so. Yeah, and just having a lot of fun, a lot of kilties. Uh, just wanted to tune in here. You should see all these handsome men in their kilts. I'm married. So we're having a lot of fun here and those of you who didn't make it, boy, did you guys miss it. This is, and then Shane Stark. Stark, 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 Stark. And his son, Dylan. Yeah. But it's been a lot of fun here. Shane, Shane and his crew is staying with us tonight. And so we're gonna do a little bit of after party later. But uh, just having a good time tonight. We are gonna try to do this more often. So if you're in the greater Houston area, make sure that you try to come to these events. And even if you're not in the greater Houston area, come on down, get a hotel, and let's just have a fun. Where? Yeah, they came from way out. Down by Bayland or Bayville or Beaumont. Yeah. But this is Moe's Irish Pub, and this is a great venue. Uh, we may try this later again in the future and stuff, but if not, we may try some other places. Uh, let's see, I think you saw Matt Walbeck. Matt, say hi. Hello. And then Kevin. Kevin's there. Tim, also known as Tim. Tim, also known as Tim. And Steve. And then me and my wonderful queen, Cynthia, here. But yeah, this has been a lot of fun. A lot of great people. We've been giving away door prizes. We're waiting on our very last door prize because the door prize is super cool. I wanted to keep it. It was so cool. Yeah, we almost kept it. But 
it's it's a great door prize. But we're going to continue to post pictures and then uh, maybe do some later tonight when we get back home with me and Shane, do a quick interview or something like that. So, but we just wanted to come on here and say hi to y'all. It's a good time and good luck. Oh, man. 
Say hi. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Real men wear kilts. Hello there. I'm Sarah. I'm Andrew. Um, I guess we're, yeah, we're usually. <laughs> we're usually holy smokes. Today we are just representing Real Men Wear Kilts. And we have some amazing people in this group, mm -hmm. and we are going to interview another of them today. So say howdy to Fritz Muller of Philadelphia, who will be I our guest this evening. I think he's got an AKA, as for all <laughs> of you laymans out there, maybe not Americans, also known as, I, I think that's kind of world, AKA is pretty, worldwide yeah. known, also known as the Iron Kilt. And also the Iron Kilt of Philadelphia, the gentleman pirate of leisure, pleasure, and altruistic fever. <laughs> he it. has many, many titles. I love it. It's I'm going to ask about some of the titles later because my personal favorite is the minister to the sinister, and I really want to know more about that. That's funny. <laughs> so okay, I'm, I'm just, for it. just tell us who is the Iron Kilt of Philadelphia, and what does he do? Uh, well, the Iron Kilt of Philadelphia is the the real life street hero of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, and he is the physical spirit, the physical embodiment of that city of brotherly love. He lives brotherly love, and he expresses it and he gives it out through uh, through the donations of people of Philadelphia and the surrounding area, through the Bud Truck, which is you know his vessel that he surfs the seas of Philadelphia as the gentleman pirate of leisure, pleasure, and altruistic fever, helping those that he can, when he can, how he can. Wow. Now you said street hero, not superhero. What's what what does that mean to you? Why would you have such a? Uh, we don't have superpowers, although we might like reflect being a superhero for kids and other people that you know are really into that type of a genre. Yeah, regular people, and you know we live on the street and we're there to help people on the street. That's a great answer. I like that quite a bit. So you told me that you've been doing that sort of thing for about seven years, but what does Iron Kilt do specifically? You said you help people. Uh, well, uh, I started out just giving out whatever I had that I was extra and then going to my family members, just, you know, uh, promoting the altruism or as I like to call it, altruistic efforts, which is altruism and terrific. Yeah. You know, it's it's got to be, you have to be able to give them something different than they have had before to gain that attention that's what the iron kilt does you know i'm trying to get a small comic book thing you know based on him and other uh you know base characters of the idea of what iron kilt is and um and recently in the past year i've been training in professional wrestling to put the iron kilt in the ring have a far bigger audience and be able to reach kids and adults in a real manner that they're going to see me making an impact in the ring, seeing me, you know, beat some real tough foes and then right back on the street again, helping people. That's amazing. Wow. I love it. So you've been training for about a year. So yeah. The Monster long? Factory at Paulsboro, New Jersey. Oh. I have no idea how one becomes a professional wrestler. So how does that go? Like everything else, it takes training, dedication and practice. <laughs> Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, we saw your post in Little Men Were Kills so of here's my giant weight for my arms and my less giant weight from the feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an idea that I'm uh, a female uh, powerlifter uh, and Marine Corps veteran uh, suggested of me doing the, uh, the mermaid bench, which is where you have your feet up. Mm -hmm. And I just added on some weight to try to give myself a little bit of extra tension. 
Yes. <laughs> Hardcore. So have you always been a serious working out person? No, no, no. Um, I've only got back into fitness the past like year and a half. Um, once I decided that I was going to try to do professional wrestling on a, on a serious base, mm -hmm. um, other than, you know, just regular fitness, you know, jumping jacks and push-ups and stuff to keep, you know, right. relatively healthy. Mm -hmm. um, but I have become a vegetarian in the past year because of my, uh, my weight was an issue. Mm. So like being a vegetarian, having the uh, exercise and the fitness through working out at the Monster Factory has been really helping me with that. Wow. So the Monster Factory is the training mm -hmm. facility. Yes, it is. Okay. That's a fun name. Mm -hmm. It's oh, got nice. a lot of uh, great names that have come out of the Monster Factory. A lot of graduates that are currently in uh, AEW, uh, WWE, you know, a lot of high, rain, uh, high roster names. Wow. That's awesome. So you mm -hmm. will have a chance for some serious exposure. Well, that's if I make it. Uh, it's You definitely have to be able to do more than just uh, take a bump or two. You have to be able to, you know, uh, present your character, be professional, and mm -hmm. always and always you have to maintain that that respect. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into making those personas. Yeah, and so that's kind of a good way to segue. That how did this Iron Kilt persona come about? Yeah. Well, I first started um, with a couple of uh, motorcycle clubs helping people. Uh, around the city and it was only doing you know once or twice a year and I felt that you know if you're going to be about brotherhood why wasn't it be more frequently and so I broke away from uh from riding for the for a lot of parts uh, uh with a crew and I just kind of do my solo thing and I do the uh the iron kilt more as uh or as it started more as just to uh have a way to impact people without it being about them. Because not everybody wants to see, you know, a bunch of homeless people and a bunch of, of, of people that are addicted to drugs. So by donning the costume, I give them something other than, you know, the hardship to look at. And then mm -hmm. they really like seeing me and I, I, I show up and I tell them jokes and um, I counsel them as best I can to try to, you know, make sure they know that, you know, we do think of them as people and not just somebody we can throw away. Yes. It's pretty amazing. Do you have any training in counseling or pastoring or anything of that flavor? Uh, I do. It's going to sound really stupid, but um, I do a lot of YouTube video searching, a lot of audiobook um, uh, research. Cause I, I'm really hard at reading, but I'm mm -hmm. um, listening to something while I'm, you know, just like, like going through a deck of cards. Mm -hmm. um, I can sit and, and listen. And that's a good way for me to learn how to uh, approach different situations and, uh, be more approachable in a professional manner for people that might have uh, mental issues or some health issues. So it's, it's always good to try to keep yourself educated. Yeah. And you're more interesting and approachable than social workers or cops or a lot of other people that they might see. I mean, in, my, in my uniform. Oh, absolutely. They, yeah. Everybody wants to know like, what's the deal? Like, what are you doing down here, man? Like, especially under the L uh, in, in the convention center where a lot of people camp out mm -hmm. um, around that area. Gotcha. I hear you talking about the hell under the L. Is it a particular? Yes, that, that would be the, uh, the neighborhood underneath the, uh, the train that runs down mm -hmm. through Kensington, Frankfurt, and Fishtown. Okay. So it's not all train bridges. It's that particular area. Well, it's everything under the L. 
Okay. That's what I, that's what I consider the hell under the L because that's like that is the Iron Kilts patrol area. That's where I mm -hmm. spend a lot of time, and um, it's where a lot of people don't want to go. And so it's, you know, it kind of has that, uh, uh, that ominous feel to it. Um, but it's all about doing the, the best we can to bring hope to that area. Yeah. You know, hell under the L, it's very marketable, I guess you could say. <laughs> no, you seem to have a knack for branding. Yeah. You've got some wonderful names. <laughs> I like it. So how did this happen the first time? You're just um, around and you think, I think I'm going to round up a bunch of stuff and drive around and give it to people. Yeah. Probably a little more involved than that. When you're driving around, you you see those bins of clothes and like they're overflowing sometimes and they're left out in the rain and all that stuff, you know, gets thrown out. Mm -hmm. And of course, all of those organizations, you know, as earnest as it might be in their efforts, they're there to make a profit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not there to actually provide to the people on the streets, which is what I do. I, I make no money off of this. I actually, I lose out on a lot of money throughout the year. Um, you know, trying to make sure I get enough fuel and uh, you know, certain clothes, like people don't donate, but I, I need them for the winter or I need things for the summer. Um, and so it's just about doing the right thing that you know you should be doing through integrity. Right. You know I mean? Yeah. Making it a business is great, but once you, you know, the, the money starts to lose where it should be going, it's no longer about helping people. It's about making a money and selling your company or your product. Which is not the goal. No, not at all. No, I mean, and I have a hard time even trying to establish being a 501c3 because you need, you know, a board of people to, you know, help be a part of it. And mm -hmm. it's hard to find people to show up. And I don't want people that are just going to show up to make the business decisions. I need them to be on the street making the hard decisions. You know, I'm there in the cold. I'm there in the rain. I'm there in the snow. And when it's, you know, 17 degrees out, I'm out there under the convention center with coffee and hot chocolate. Somebody's got to be there. One of one of our goals in Real Men Work Hills is to have a local yes. um, effect on something. And as we continue forward over the next year, this is... Um, not to date us, obviously, because this could be watched or listened to sometime in the future, anytime. But this is December in 2020, after the, the hell, the hell year, year <laughs> where those poor people have had worse than almost anyone. Um, somewhere in January, we're starting to look to actually make physical chapters in the world. And we realize it's going to be going slowly, but maybe, <clears throat> maybe this is something where Real Men Wear Kilts is, is going to be a platform to move forward and, and actually get some kilted help because yeah. wait, that is our absolute goal. So we, if you're watching and you're kilted in Philly or the surrounding area, get on it. No kidding. <laughs> you need to get out there help. and make a difference. Build the Iron Kilt Nation. <laughs> well, right. no, that is, I have this fantasy of 10 years from now, there's like the Brotherhood of the Iron Kilt or the Knights of the Iron Kilt or something of that kind that is doing what you're doing in every city in this country. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> ultimate goal is I can't put money in the pockets of politicians to yeah. make the changes that other countries have made to end homelessness. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is through wrestling, I can build up enough people that would care that they would force the politicians to make efforts and changes. So now in the back of my mind, I have an idea of a, of a long-term wrestling goal, 
say like the government gives you X amount of days to have a petition signed by everybody that's needed. Well, every other day I'd be doing a wrestling match, promoting it and making sure that if at the end of every wrestling show, people are getting the numbers out that we have and that's how many we need. You know, we got this signed today. We need this many tomorrow so we can officially get something going for the government to end homelessness, which we can do. Other countries have done it. So, so then the, another message or another question for you would be, uh, we've got people who are going to be watching and we have members, I mean, all over the world, but let's talk about America for the moment. We've got New York. Uh, so our, our biggest, our biggest um, groups are in New York and Texas second. And then we have a lot of, you know, Kentucky, North Carolina, and all the other good states that you would expect to be um you know, Scottish or Celtic or, or mm-hmm. something of that nature. What would you suggest people do in their areas to actually make effect? Because, you know, a lot of people, just like you brought up a moment ago, are throwing their clo- old clothes into those bins thinking they're making a difference, but they might actually be hurting or not helping. So what 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 is your message to any of our members who are watching or listening who want to help in their areas right now? <clears throat> Become the change you want to see. If you pass by a group of guys every day on your drive and you say, well, hey, somebody should do something, you're somebody, right? I mean, these are old cliche sayings, but you have to live up to them. And I can't say what they should do in their own neighborhoods because I don't live there. But what they need to do is look outside of the box in their own neighborhoods, look at what somebody is already doing, and then look at how it can be altered and you know, maybe uh, it's just different in a way that's going to make a, an impact or a change to help that community. I mean, there's nobody in my, in my Philadelphia area that was doing what I'm doing with the bud truck. And I, I found a niche. I found an area that they really need something. You know, there are, uh, there are shower trucks down there now. That's great. <clears throat> so I'll show up at the shower truck with clothes. Go get cleaned up. Come over to me. You can get some clothes from me or I'll, mm-hmm. I'll meet at a church where they're giving out food. Get some food from them. Get some clothes from me. You know, it's just working symbiotically. Sorry, I was laying. I saw the Thanksgiving stuff where you had the food people and the shower people and the haircut people and you. That wasn't me. That was them. Like they were having that whole event and they just asked me to show up and support it. Um, And I wanted to show up with the clothes, but it was going to rain. And it doesn't help me giving out wet clothes. So I try to work. I have to work around the weather. And then uh, however I get donations in. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, how do you get donations? Um, a lot of people they see me when I'm down there in Kensington, Frankfurt, uh, in Center City, and they say, "What do you do? Like, what are you doing? How can I help?" And it's usually just smaller groups, and they say, hey, "Well, we've got this person. We'll give you their information, and it's all you know, uh, like playing phone tag, and then eventually it, it pans out." So right now, I got about ten different small groups that I'm working with that. Um, when they do something, I work with them to try to bring the more clothes down or, you know, just any kind of cross help we can give each other uh, mm-hmm. to get more help to the people that need it. Yeah. What I love to hear is that a lot of different groups are working together to provide for different. It would be groups. great if you could do it like by calendar. Yeah. You, know, if you put out like a whole calendar year and then you got 52 weeks to work with. Mm-hmm. So that each group would then pick each like every other week to do something. So there's always something in rotation. And we always know if we have this group, we got that group, we got that group. 
and then eventually that can build into something which could be umbrellaed into a larger uh, you know organization to maybe have housing. Yeah. Because if because if we have the housing, we already know where everybody's going to be, and these aren't the people that have these bills that we're going to have the you know the mandatories that we have. You know, we're going to be able to provide them with more so they can move into those things. They can move into having a job and then, you know, mm-hmm. having their own apartments and then having their own homes. Yeah. So it's just, just a building process. Yeah, people need support through that transition back to living in an apartment and having a job and paying bills. And oh, stuff. yeah. And, but that comes with a double-edged sword because yeah. I've met a lot of rough, well, a lot of rough sleepers that, you know, they, they like it. They enjoy living like that. And that is totally fine. I mean, that's, that is the right to choose to w- want to live that way. And sure. guess what? It's also my right to be able to help them however I want because they live that way. You know, I can't guarantee that the, everybody that takes clothes from me is going to, you know, wear them and use them. I know that they end up in the small mom and pop shops around the corners mm-hmm. because I go and I check the clothes. You know, I, I call them out when I see them like, oh yeah, you just bought that. I gave that to this guy and this guy. And then, you know, I know that I, it, it happens. But that's not for my decision. That's not the decision for me to make. I'm just helping them out the best way that I can right. with what I can. Well, we've, we've talked a lot about the Iron Hilt, but tell us more about Chris. So, <laughs> what did Chris become yes. the Iron Hilt and Where, why? What, what's your background? Just says Chris alone. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Chris Muller, uh, he's uh, <laughs> an Iraq combat veteran. Thank you so much. Uh, 36 years old. Uh, I'm divorced, no kids. Uh, uh, I don't know. How long is that been- about me? Really, that's uh, all that fantastic. <laughs> I disagree. There's a lot of there's a story in everybody because you got to this point somehow. Mm-hmm. What? Um, how long have you been on Real Men Were Kills? <clears throat> uh, I can't say exactly. Like a few months or a couple of years. I think so. I think it's been a few months. Maybe maybe a year. I can't say uh, exactly. No, we just um, wonder because we have doubled in the last like nine months. Yeah. Since people started. I want to say maybe more than that. I want to say when we got in, they were around 3,000 and they're 10. So that's um, awesome. So you know, I do stand up comedy. Oh my gosh. That's fun. I'm kind of different though. What what makes what makes your stand up comedy different? Are you kilted, by the way, when you're doing? No, that? I did it one time as the kilt, and I wanted to have more like superhero style and oriented jokes, mm-hmm. but I couldn't come up with many. <laughs> Not really. Like, I mean, like, what kind of joke am I going to come up with from Batman? He told me he was going to help me find my car keys two weeks ago. Yeah, what good luck of a detective he is. Oh, oh, oh. Like, I mean, really, like, what, Superman? He can't help me find my car keys either? The X-ray vision only works for everybody else. Uh, I think it's pretty funny, man. I have, um, I have I a, I've always had like this. I wish I was a good artist because, you know, you talked about the comic book. I've always had a overwhelming desire for a comic book series called Super Mundane. And it's not about them saving the day. It's about the problems they have. Like an 18-year-old becomes Superman, but that doesn't mean it's paying the bills. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. that's funny. Or he can fly now, but he's looking at his phone to try to figure out where he's yeah. going. He's using <laughs> GPS and can't find his way. Yeah, he's trying to use <laughs> GPS to fly to Philly from Texas. and doesn't have a clue where he's going. He's going to deliver pizzas at his car break set. He can carry that's- the car. Well, I'm like I have a uh, like my comic book uh, like sketching, I guess uh, the universe yeah. is called uh, Chaos Gentlemen Incorporated. Cool. 
And so that's where I get my like, my iron kilt ideas out there and goat in a kilt ideas, which are usually like an off of the iron kilt. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my stand up my stand up comedy though I do it in maternity pants. <laughs> is there a good reason for that? Is there a joke with it, or you just like the pants? Because I'm heavy, and they work for heavy guys. Like I roll around on the ground. There's no butt crack showing, you know. Like, <laughs> and I strip tease. I strip tease from like a biker outfit. I'm really gruff and rough, and then I strip tease to wearing maternity pants. That is hysterical, and I, man. And then I talk about real world things that like women wouldn't understand, that men wouldn't understand, like about our bodies. Mm-hmm. That's fun. You're right. Oh, it's always that. fun because any uh, you can with the real world things, you can always point to the crowd and be like, "Oh, they're they're confirming what I'm saying. They're confirming what I'm saying," and yeah. it's hilarious because they're reacting to what you're saying as you're reacting to them. So. It's wonderful. That's great. So, I, no, go ahead. I was just like, okay, so street hero, veteran, future, professional wrestler, comedian. What else? Oh, the minister to the sinister. You asked about that. Yeah, yeah we hear about that. I am a minister. I have a card and everything. Uh, the Universal Life Church. Okay. And it's sort of played. I'm not going to, I don't like to use. I hate how certain words like sound when you use them. Like mm-hmm. being a minister plays on what I do on the street. Like it doesn't sound very well, right? Yeah. So, but being a minister helps what I do for the outreach. Yeah. Because they'll automatically go, oh, he's clergy. We should help him. <laughs> I, like well, I don't use it. I don't use it like the, it is often. Because um, no, not, not everybody, you know, not everybody wants to like deal with religion. And that's cool. But the fact that if you have something that you believe in, and you mm-hmm. follow it, then that's great. That's like it doesn't matter what it is, mm-hmm. even if it's nothing. The fact that you wake up every day and you do something, hey, I'll be right there helping you. I like that. So, how long have you been kilted? Um, I've always had an affinity with kilts, but I've never really had the ability to to buy one myself until you know you become adulthood and all that. Mm-hmm. You realize they're really expensive. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but they're totally worth it. It's just, uh, it's very freeing, you know? It is. It's, I, I enjoy it. I mean, if I could do it every day, I would. But, you know, the, I got to get them cleaned. The lord of our Facebook group, Raymond Moore, has, oh, I mean, the reason he named it Real Men Wear Kilts is, you know, he had, his story begins with, or not begins, but the story of Real Men Wear Kilts and him begins with a pretty bad situation, yeah, yeah where, some you know some bad some bad stuff went down and he found the courage to move forward through those kilts and it is an amazing story. New amazing. me finally gonna wear my kilt. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> gonna do it and and you know he had the same nail biting butt clenching experience that some of us do when we try to go out in public. Things. What's about to happen when I'm breaking the norm? But mm-hmm. also finding that strength and that courage mm-hmm. when you get out there. You know, I'll be honest, even, even after kilting for years, walking into Walmart is a very weird thing. And, and so every time you, 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 you take a deep breath, you take that step, and you're like, whatever happens is about to happen. I have well, a little bit of an extension on, the, uh, on what I do kilted, uh, yeah. since that's the, uh, the topic. Um, I'm uh, I'm a very uh, pro cannabis veteran, mm-hmm. okay. and I uh, personally created a 22 body bag effigy 
which represents the 22 veterans that commit suicide on pills and other pharmaceuticals. And I did an eight hour drive around Center City wearing my kilt with my body bags in the back to promote, you know, cannabis and alternative medicines to help save veteran lives. Um, and then that was featured in uh, the, the, what was it? The, the Philly Voice <clears throat> online paper. And, uh, and it got picked up by a few other, I think it was uh, like uh, Now This or Now Weed This. Uh, picked up a video about what I was doing for it. Um, because, you know, it's, it's about saving lives and, you know, we can't look backwards anymore. What percentage of people that you meet living homeless in Philly would you say are vets? Uh, real vets or fake vets? Okay, that's a really good question. Tell us about because we get, we get a lot of guys that, you know, they have the signs, oh, I'm a vet, I'm missing that. And then you try to offer them the veteran services that they're entitled to, which would help to get them off the streets. Mm -hmm. They're not what they claim to be. Mm -hmm. So I'm not there to press charges against these guys. I understand that it's hard and they're, they're trying to get out, you know, trying to get off the streets. <clears throat> so like once I find out, you know, like I call them on it, I still offer them the same help, but yeah. I'm always there. Like I'm always watching them. If he like has that vet card, he sees me walking up. He knows why he'll walk over to me and give me the, the cardboard that he wrote on that says, Oh, I'm a vet. Cause he knows why I'm there. Like he'll have to find a piece of cardboard and marker and draw it up. But like, he's not going to, you know, promote something that he's not and try to gain from uh, from it falsely gotcha so you've met a lot of fake vets oh, and not a lot it's just some guys they can't get their records yeah some guys they can't they like they uh, certain guys they failed out of basic training okay they're, that still qualifies them for certain you know veteran benefits but they're not like a combat related vet that's got you know like broken bones and, and missing limbs and such i gotcha so who are the most interesting people you have met doing this? Like, is there anybody with a particularly interesting story? <laughs> Everybody's got an interesting story. It's just about listening to it and, you know, trying to understand something from a perspective that's not your own. Right. Um, I've been mistaken for a luchador under the L. There was a, uh, not on the L, under the convention center. Uh, Yes, and I like I had no clue. Like I'm not I'm not a worldly educated person, but now I'm educating myself. Mm -hmm. um, a group of brothers uh, from Venezuela. Uh, one of them had a, had a trach in his throat, and um, he looked like he might have been like slightly autistic, you know, or you know, mentally delayed. Yeah. And um, I had a great time hanging out with them, other than the fact that I couldn't understand anything they were saying. Yeah. But they're like, they're like they kept luchador, luchador. And like, oh, I guess that's how they identified me as. That's cool. You know, like I'm, I'm helping them in, in, a, in a way I can only help them. Right. That's wonderful. Do you have a Do you have a story in which always sticks out in your mind of, of your exploits, or not your exploits, but your, you know, your, the situations you ran into? You Responding to the petty crime um, is always more of a forefront okay. than, than dealing with people's addictions and. Um, trying to uh, relieve them from like with Narcan and such. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, but that's, they're always going to stand out, the fights. <laughs> yeah. Have you had to break up any fights personally? Not break them up, but I was in them because like you, you stop people from like breaking into cars and we've got a bad problem with a lot of uh, theft of catalytic converters, like getting cut out from underneath people's cars. Oh, no. <clears throat> 
Yeah, it's a scrap metal that they can, you know, they can go and they can get money for. Um, but when you say you're on patrol, you're even you're even looking for other things. You're not looking to just help in one way. You're helping. Oh no, I'm helping in all ways I can. Um, just like I guess a street hero would or a superhero would. Um, I try to find their camps, and you know, you meet up with whoever's the head guy, and you try to establish what what rules and laws they have. And you know, it's like it's, it sucks to say, but there is a street law out there that's you know above the courts or below the courts however you want to see it um i see what you're saying and so it's you have to be able to deal with people on a level that you know you can't back up with a book right you have to deal with it like as you're there um so i mean it's how to long each their own. i'm sorry go ahead to each their own i guess Whoa. how long did it take you to build trust with people in the homeless communities there? A couple of years, like they, everybody thought that I was out to try to set them up. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've been shot at uh, a couple of times uh, early on because people like, well, you're in an area where there's a lot of drug dealers and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of drug activity, a lot of gang activity. And so they don't know what to expect. They don't know what you're doing, especially a masked guy showing up, like with dealing with, I guess, their customers. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they realize I'm not there to, to hem them up. I'm not there to lock anybody up. I'm just there to try to keep people alive. But it took a while to make people realize you're not a rival, you're not the police, and you're not some weird reporter. Oh, no, well, <laughs> then, be, being, a, being a cannabis guy like I am, like mm-hmm. once they see me, you know, toting my, my cannabis pipe, they're like, oh, he's a cool guy. He's not going to hem us up. He's not going to try to like deal, like deal, deal with us in a negative way. And I talk with them. I just get to know them a little bit. And it's, you know, it works out so far. <laughs> That's great. What an amazing story and life. Different bunch of things you're doing. Yeah, no kidding. So is any of these things your job? Or do you... No, I'm, I'm uh, collecting my pension. Okay. Because I have like, a lot of, uh, you know, I got brain damage. I got some, you know, nerve damage. A lot of, uh, like, I got a broken bone in my neck. I've got some messed up vertebrae in my lower back. My hips are out of, out of place. My knees are spent and all of this. And I'm still doing pro wrestling. I'm smart. That's amazing. Again, thank you for the service that you gave. I I look at it like this. Other guys that are in wrestling at my age are retiring. Yeah. And I'm starting. So there's got to be something wrong with me, right? (laughs) Or something right. Exactly. We will see. I agree with that. So a couple more kilts questions. Yes. Well, so I, you know, one of the questions I like to ask anybody we interview, um, especially because I have a bias in this category, is uh, you know I don't know if you're on some of the other kilt Facebook groups, but or sites or sites, but which kilt Facebook group is your favorite, and why is it real men wear kilts? <sighs> I have to say, you guys are my favorite. Is your boy supportive of what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I am on a couple of the other uh, kilt pages, uh, but it's to again promote the altruism and, and being Iron Kilt, who I am. I'm mm-hmm. also on pirate pages. Uh, I'm on a lot of beard pages. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a hopeful member of the Bearded Villains uh, group, which is a worldwide uh, group. And they have chapters. I'm hopefully getting into their Philadelphia chapter. Do they need other bearded members? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a process. It's like being a hopeful. You, know, you got to you know, 
I guess you want to say, uh, work your way in, you know, you build up your friendship, you build up your brotherhood with each other. Then they invite you to you know, be a full member. Um, and it's, it's, an, it's an organization that's worldwide. Um, the Bearded Villains is, again, it's something marketable. You got to remember that marketable. That is a big, so that, that's it's, a big word. It really works. But what is it? Like the Masons or Elks or something? Or more like it's, a TMC? It's, it's a group of bearded, uh, bearded men that are bearded, obviously. And then the women that support them. And it's about, you know, community services and, uh, you know, getting together and you know, there's beard competitions and you know, there's other types of events and things that they do to help. Again, community service, giving back, you know, thing, getting together, you should have a purpose of getting together. Yeah. You know? That is our main complaint with Facebook and love of it is that mm -hmm. it can bring people together. But, um, you know, in, in Real Men Wear Kilts, a couple of months back after the, the first hurricane that hit Louisiana, you know, we were having a, a little bit of a caucus, a little talk with some of the um, leadership. And uh, one of the questions came out and said, how can we not, how can we do something more than just click likes? Right. How do we get people to not just say, hey, this, that's terrible that you've lost a house or a barn or something that helps you with your livelihood. How can we actually help? You know, And that's where our relief effort for Lake Arthur came about when we started gathering funds to go and replace some barns um, out there in Louisiana. You know, we went out there tilted and hammering. And, and it got in the paper. Yeah, it, it was a little big deal. Tilting is a there. good way to get in the paper. But this is I have a heart that I want to go all over and do things. Yeah. yeah. When, when, when there's a flood, I want to be a part of the, you know, the kilted fleet that right. goes down and helps people out. Like they have, you know, the Louisiana mm -hmm. National Guard of just everyday boats. What is, you know, the, like, what's the Louisiana branch thing called? The killed the Cajun Navy. The Cajun Navy. The Cajun Navy. I love them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, and then all you would need to do is say, hey, look, we're from here. We're linking up with these guys and mm -hmm. we all know the same thing. And it's, again, it's all about community, but we have to be able to show up for each other. Well, we're not going to win alone. We need to win together, regardless of belief or affiliation or, you know, religion or right. politics. We got to, we got to come together to help each other. And that is... Yeah. Kilts or beards or whatever can yeah. get thousands of people together talking about hey how can we help that's got to be good right yeah yeah I mean, that's that's how that's how holy smoke started is we realized we've never had better conversations with people than and when I've had a, than when I've had a cigar in my hand something about um, the mode of transportation of being able to honestly communicate is uh, is a lost art. And uh, I think especially men need something to maybe even shield themselves. Mm -hmm. But if you're both a captive audience for an hour while you smoke that stick, then... I mean, like you said, you know, you have to build something that's like a nonpartisan uh, unity. Yeah. You know? So it's more like it's life helping life. That's mm -hmm. it. Because like, you know, we can't, I can't help you to become something more if you don't want to do it yourself too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, you said you like the kilt and you've been doing that for a while. Are you, do you have any particular plans that you like the most or cartons you like the most, or is it mostly, um, it, it's something else? What, what do you have going on there? What do you mean for like my kilt as I wear it? Yes. Yeah. Which one? Well, my, uh, my kilt's a hiking kilt, uh, from the company Kilt This out of Oregon. Cool. Uh, if I recall. Um, and that's one of two. I have another one. Uh, that's from a local company, uh, American Heritage Kilts. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
that's more like that's more professional. The the uh, the hiking kilt has like the has a nice thick uh, three and a half inch belt, like a web belt, military style. That's got the um, the eyelets for my baton, my axe, and pockets to hold other gear. Gotcha. But I ride with my kilt when I can on my Harley. So your everyday carry does include a baton and an axe. <laughs> well, that would be for the kilt. Yeah, like uh, I have a shillelagh that I carry, um, uh, a tomahawk. That's like a ni- nice throwing hatchet. And an extendable baton. So you know, one of our other leadership set my knife on my leg. Yeah. One of the other leadership in our group is Lewis um, Collingwood. Mm-hmm. He does every other Tuesday. He's got a show around six thirty where he talks about, you know, uh, bourbon. He he really likes bourbon, but he talks about bourbon and and uh, you know explains that to people, which is is a really fun thing to watch but he's also talked a lot about his biker um affiliations where they are uh brothers he's even told a great story about his wife breaking down in a whole other city you want to say it was chicago and he called out to the chapter there and they were there in moments to save his wife you know and, and we are loving the idea of this brotherhood that we've started building within real men their kilts so what we're going to need to make sure we do is we need ways that people can contact you so that we can start building that with you too. Oh, absolutely. Um, I have a Twitter, which is at uh, Kilt Iron. Um, I've got an Instagram, which is Iron underscore Kilt. And then you can find me on Facebook, Iron Kilt. Uh, that's got, I've got a, a nice Facebook page there that I accept messages and comment Good. shares on there as well. Good. Um, my, uh, my YouTube channel is just my name, Chris Muller. That's where a lot of, uh, you know, the video content goes. My spell comedy as well. Spell that out for our listeners. My name? Yes. C-H-R-I-S-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Perfect. Now I'm, uh, I'm, am, <clears throat> my comedy is after 11. It's not for children. <laughs> That's good though. Very good. My last kill question yeah, is, is just the one, the, the question. It is the question. What is your answer to the question? Everybody knows what I mean when I say the question. Because some smart ass always asks if they see you in a kill. <laughs> I do go authentic. Okay. Well, so that's your answer is you're like, yep. <laughs> that's great, man. Do you have any good stories on that? Early on with, uh, with my more professional kilt, I had a lot of kids during the summer times, you know, before the you know, COVID uh-huh. um, would be running around and they always thought it was clever to go under my kilt. <laughs> and then one kid did it and he stood up and he got oh, caught in between. So like he ended up, you know, head my giblets. Wow. Last <laughs> week, last week in our interview with John Miles, which will be going live here soon. Um, the history guy. He was there. Like if it was a, if it were men that did what women did to him, there would be some allegations and court trials. Some women came and held him down. He was he's a marine or was a marine, mm-hmm. and he was wearing a, a kilt in Scotland. And like three or four women came and physically held him down while they checked. Nice. Criminal proceedings. I'm saying. It's so funny how we have to deal with this, but the question is a question for a reason. My funny story is here recently, um, depends on if I've had a scotch or not, my answer, but I I had a lady ask me, and my my answer if I've had a scotch is, give me your hand, lass, 
and I'll show you. Right. Nobody has ever taken me up on that, but she called my bluff. She put out her hand, and I was like, well, I lost this joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny anymore when yeah. you're like, okay. <laughs> like, you, you, you should have stepped it up. Well, you called your bluff. That would have been a great story. Then you're then you can end the story with, and there we are standing in the store, her hand on my giblets, and the security guard coming to escort us away. <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. That's great stuff. Um, I wouldn't be angry. I'd be too amused. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I mean, that's all. That's a good story. Only somebody wearing a kilt could get away with it. Because right. if it was the other way around, this would be not a good story. Exactly. The cops are like, wait, he was wearing a kilt? No, never mind. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, it's almost a self-explanatory. Yes. This should be on one of the forums of cops. Like, is the male wearing a kilt? Like, that just explains the whole story. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good talking with you, sir. See you later. Yeah, right? It's hysterical. So, can you recall the first time you ever wore a kilt? Uh, yeah, it wasn't a kilt, actually. It was just a checkered uh, um, tablecloth. Nice. Cool. And I, I, I wrapped it around myself, and I ran around my neighborhood. I thought it was fun. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. I had, I had a, a really good experience over in Pittsburgh a few weeks, or no, a few months ago. I say a few months. It's hard to consider COVID as part of your timeline. Mm. So it was actually more like I don't think that part matters. A year ago. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody knows what anything was But I think it's funny that most of the people in the United States, they don't understand number one how big Texas is. They also don't understand how far away Pittsburgh is from Philly. Oh yeah, I know, right? Well, you know, like I'll, I'll fly into Pittsburgh and they're like, why don't you go to Washington DC? Like, that's like really eight hours drive. Yeah, they don't get it. No, they think it's just... People never great. studied geography in school. No, people are nuts on that, so... Columbus, Ohio, or Columbus, Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> do you make it to any other state, uh, cities or, or areas, or do you stay right there? Oh, I go wherever people uh, send me, um, <clears throat> you know, like nominations. Um, Bucks County, which is north of uh, Philadelphia... Okay. Um, I'm getting invites to go down to Delaware, help out some people down there. Fantastic. New Jersey, I, there's um, an organization called The Last Stop. They've mm -hmm. got two really good locations to help people, and they also do meetings. Uh, one in Philadelphia, one in over in, in Jersey. Okay. Sounds like your work is growing. Yeah, I've been, um, I was out in Pittsburgh uh, uh, two years ago uh, with the body bags doing um, a cannabis convention. And on the way back, I was able to stop in some of the homeless camps and, you know, just chit chat with them, help them out a little bit out of uniform, but it was still about, you know, expressing the brotherhood. Sure. So at what point did the uniform get established? Um, I found out that there was um, a community of people called the Real Life Superheroes. It's a community of people yeah. throughout um, the U.S. They're, um, you know, in California, New York. Uh, Texas, uh, Seattle, and they create their own superheroes for their cities to go do these great altru altruistic efforts. Right. And uh, I felt, you know, Philadelphia didn't have something like that. And, you know, I just kind of put my, uh, my love of the kilt together for 
that purpose and helping people out. And it, everybody loves it. <laughs> I've been mistaken as the Green Lantern a couple of times. There you go. I did the, uh, the Boston Freak Rally in uh, 17. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking around. Like, oh, the Green Lantern's here. The Green Lantern's here. Yeah. Uh, I've been called, no, Ray Mysterio, though. I've been called Ray Mysterio. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, just because of the, the mask. I, I mean, you know. No, I always tell people that's not who I am, but like that's what they call me. Hey, it's Ray. It's Ray. No, I'm not. <laughs> there is quite a there's there is a good group of folks here in um, Dallas and Fort Worth where we are who they get together, you know, in costume, mostly superhero costumes, ride motorcycles through the hospitals to go see the the cancer kids. And um, I've wanted to more than once, but I grew the beard a while back. There's not too many bearded superhero costumes. There is today. <laughs> well, That's why he made his own. I like it. Mm-hmm. That's right. So is there I'm anything gonna, else? Look them up, the, the um, real life uh, superhero community. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got uh, websites and um, they have different Facebook pages and stuff like that. And they're a great group of people. They, they do the same thing mm-hmm. that I do. They just do it as a group. I don't have enough people in Philadelphia. As oddly as the Philadelphia's name would represent to mm. do what I do specifically. Oh yeah, no, you're right. But I think I think that it's a great um, goal because everybody should want to be, you know, helping each other out as brothers. It really should be the goal. And so true. there's a what is it? There's a, a proverb: iron strengths strengthens iron. Oh, so iron sharpens iron. Yep. And a person yep. sharpens another. Yep. That's absolutely right. So let's build on that, right? Absolutely. Is there anything else that you want the real men work community to know about you? To know about me. Or any of your personas. Fair point. Because I I recall when you were talking to Sarah about this, you asked, do you want me to show up or do you want the iron kilt to show up? that well, then I would be in I would be in my uniform. I'd be upstairs in the iron kilt lair. I'd right. have the iron kilt study upstairs, mm-hmm. where I usually have all of my uh, like the supplies of things. Yeah, I'll take the camera and I'll show you. Right. This is what I have right now. Uh huh. The These are boxes filled with clothes that I have to go through. Wow. Hold on. Let me turn on a better light for you. Mm-hmm. These are the boxes of all the, the clothes I have to go through. Wow. These are already set up. I got these set up to go out. And then there's these clothes here. All the clothes in here are already ready to go up and rack and go out to the homeless. Yeah. So I would do something a bit more entertaining with the mask on. I get you. <clears throat> so as we said, we're hoping that we will have a visit from the Iron Kilt himself. To a future vodcast. Oh, we will maintain. <laughs> yes. <laughs>